To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, as I mentioned, an underworld of contract cheating has been unveiled at major New Zealand universities. An African academic ghostwriter reveals they've written hundreds of papers for Kiwi students using a Chinese cheating website. Joining me now is University's New Zealand Chief Executive, Chris Whelan. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Hey, what do we know about these kind of services? How big a concern are they? Look, they are a significant concern, uh, and every university around the world is dealing with them. Um, unfortunately, it's um, it is a source of fairly easy money, and you know what looks what would look like locally a very good payday if you are you know uh, working out of say Nairobi or somewhere like that, which is where we know there are cheating services based. Um, so you know we are always looking out for it and you know, trying to crack down these services where we find them. Chris, this whistleblower claims to have written hundreds of papers for New Zealand students. He said some students have graduated without writing a single assignment. Would that be possible? Very unlikely. Um, we know from um, international studies, and Australia has done some of the best work, which indicates that up to 8% of students may be using cheating services. Most are using it maybe once, maybe twice of that 8% mm. for a particularly tricky assignment. They're not using it all the time. And we know on the other side, we have an awful lot of mechanisms for checking that, um, you know, I mean, it's just not possible to get through a university degree, for example, doing only essays. Mm. Uh, we, we talk to our employers and our employers tell us that, you know, almost without exception, our graduates have the skills and competencies that, you know, you'd expect from the qualification. So we don't think it's widespread. Is it easy to detect? Look, it's, it, it can be and it can also not be. Um, uh, you know, and a particular challenge is, say, uh, students for whom, you know, New Zealand students who for whom English is a second language, uh, you know, it can often be difficult to spot um, a ghostwritten essay. Um, but again, a lot of what we try to do, you know, the universities compare a lot of uh, their notes around what sort of cheating takes place. Mm. There's about 18 broad categories of anti-cheating approaches. Some of them are around just publicising <laughs> that it's an offence uh, and making sure students acknowledge that. In some cases, it's using things like uh, software like Turnitin, which detects um, plagiarised software. Uh, and in other cases, it's just encouraging students, uh, encouraging academics to look for you know a sudden change in grades. You know, a student that was a C. C plus student suddenly getting a B plus, that can be a flag. There have been some cases of the services blackmailing the students as well. I mean, that's a bit of a cautionary tale for you, isn't it? Absolutely. And that was, again, a big surprise. Uh, there was an Australian academic who managed to get into the, the, the servers of three of the cheating services, or, or you know, all three services being run out of the same servers, and uh, that was what they found, that you know, a, a large proportion of the students, um, you know, they got a second payday by basically coming back and saying, hey, you, know, you used our service, you want to avoid us um, <laughs> giving this information to your lecturer, you know, and we have, we have his or her name because it was on the assignment, uh, you know, pay us another $150, $200. Mm. Your work, I know that you're talking to the government about legislative change. What policies and process are in place to deter use of these services? So New Zealand was ahead of the pack, uh, ahead of every other country, in that we had legislation that made it an offence to offer 
uh, or to publicise these services. Uh, other countries actually have talked to us, like the UK and Australia. They've passed similar legislation, but they've added in also making an offence to broadcast these services. And so in Australia, for example, they've used that to actually uh, have Australian internet service providers block access to 40 of the um, FA writing services. And, you know, that, that has been hugely effective there. Thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate your time this morning. Goodbye. Well, that was Chris Whelan there, who is the university's New Zealand chief executive. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.